Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. And welcome to a new episode of the Creative Brew. We are here at Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in Oceanside, California. And yeah, like I said, I always support your, your local uh, coffee shops, your, your local businesses. And like I said, they're always providing great coffee, great treats, and some of the, you know, best comic uh, comics and graphic novels uh, that's out right now so um, Jacob I was gonna say Jay Jacob um, are you uh, what what are you reading any books uh, comic books or is there anything in specific that you're reading right now any books no I'm not really reading anything um, comic related um, not right now okay I haven't, I, haven't, <laughs> I actually haven't read anything like that in a long time yeah, no, that's cool. No, I, I, my my last uh, the the last uh, um, lady I had uh, on my podcast that uh, yeah, she she really wasn't reading it. She was watching a lot of the movies. But yeah, yeah. Kind of comic So I always ask that you know, yeah. if there's anything you're you're reading right now. Yeah, uh, I I have been watching all of the movies as much as I can. So <laughs> cool, cool. Well, uh, for. Uh, for my audiences that's watching right now, uh, Jacob is in the cosplay, and he'll explain that a little bit more. Uh, I know what it is, but I would want uh, Jacob to sort of explain what that what that is, and and um, actually the the genre behind it. It's a it's a growing, um, real tight knit community. Uh, explaining a little bit more in the process behind that. Without further ado, I'll let him introduce himself and uh, tell a little bit about his story. Um, hi, how's it going? Like uh, Quintel said, uh, I am. Jacob and I do cosplay um, for I've done cosplay for maybe three or four years okay. um, and I started because I love Star Wars um, everything Star Wars the comics the books the TV shows the movies <laughs> literally all of it I've I've done my fair share of dabbling and all of that stuff and it just never gets old to me to put on my armor or to put on my uh, my robes and swing my lightsaber around. It's just like, it's something that I've dreamed about since I was a kid, I guess. So it's, um, I was first introduced to Star Wars um, from my dad. He just kind of showed me this movie and was like, look, it's Star Wars. And I didn't really, <laughs> I, nobody really understands it the first time you watch it. Yeah. It's kind of just like, okay, that was weird, you know? <laughs> Nobody had ever done anything like that before. Um, and to see um, just kind of that whole world come to life, and, mm -hmm. and as I'm growing up, all these new movies are getting released, and the TV shows are coming out, and um, the books are just prospering, and it, yeah. it's crazy to see what a community um, that Star Wars has created. Yeah. Um, not, not even just costuming, just... In general, the people that enjoy it and just watching and learning and <laughs> it's crazy. It's awesome. So I, I see you brought your lightsaber. Now is that yeah. now? I, I looked on your Instagram profile. Now is that custom built? Yeah, is it, it is. All right. So I have a friend um, who I actually met on Instagram. His name is John. Look him up, Alpha Ignition on Instagram. <laughs> um, he did a small run of five hilts mm -hmm. so there's only five of these metal tubes made oh wow um ever he it was his design and he put it into production he sent it to a machining shop in china mm -hmm. and had them produced 
Um, and I was one of the lucky five to get one of these. And I had one of my local friends, uh, Dave Maltese. Mm -hmm. um, he did all of the electronics on it. So it's got the most sensitive soundboard, um, lightsaber soundboard that they have right now, actually. So oh, wow. as it moves, uh, just the slow movements it captures, it's really crazy to, <laughs> to swing. And it's my favorite lightsaber by far. I had to bring it in and... I had to show everybody because it's awesome. It's my favorite one. Cool, cool. So as far as what, I, I know I, I've met you before yeah. uh, as the as your as a custom Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, was that your your first um, cosplay? Um, yeah. As far as what you you know built, I mean, did you do that from scratch or yeah you know, the whole costume and everything? Yeah. Wow. So my first cosplay actually, me and my grandma did together because I don't know how to use a sewing machine. <laughs> But she does, and she's really good at it. And so we built my, we did my Jedi robes together. Yeah. So um, I picked out the fabric. I decided what I wanted it to look like. And we knocked out a pretty crude version of a, of a Jedi costume in probably a couple days. Oh, wow. Um, and I loved it. It looked awesome. It was <laughs> so much better than anything you could buy in the stores. Um, it was just unbelievable like yeah. I, for me like to have that first but looking back on it now obviously you're like oh my gosh there's so much that's needed to be changed for it to actually <laughs> yes. look normal you know but it the when it first was done i was like no way this is amazing like i look like a jedi this is so cool yeah and um we did it for there was um one year where there were Getting back into Star Wars, I think it was the year that they were going to announce The Force Awakens. Okay. And they had been in talks with Disney about doing um, another Star Wars, and they had just purchased it, and all of this um, buzz was in the air, kind of. So they had a big... Um, <laughs> some of you might remember this, but they had a giant version of Jabba's sail barge that they took from the Lucasfilm Studios in San Francisco, and they brought it all the way down to San Diego... For San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, wow. So they drove the whole thing and made it a big, um, like, um, like a relay race. Yeah. So you would sign up, you'd pay the money, and you would get to run the relay race, and they'd, they live-streamed the whole thing on YouTube. Oh. And So it was me and my grandpa, and he was dressed up as Yoda, and he's 6'3". <laughs> so me and this super tall Yoda are just running down the 101, and... It just behind this sail barge and there's all these cameras weirdest experience and that's for me that's what started it I it was I, I loved just being in that world like I felt immersed you know in yeah. the situation and they asked me to do they're like can you do a flip and I was like no but I will I will tuck and roll on yeah. the floor and I'll give you that one thing because that's all I got but it was just it was surreal, I guess, yeah. to say the least. And that's really what started me. Um, building my Mandalorian, um, I've had two iteration, iterations so far um, that have taken place. My first one was pretty much the exact opposite of what it looks like today. Um, it was white and blue. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't really know why I chose those colors, but I did. And <laughs> I, I put that thing together and... I cut all the plates and I, I bought the undersuit and I put the vest together myself and I did all of it so crude and I, but my goal was to get it done by Halloween. Yeah. And the night before 
Halloween, I was scrambling. Me and my friends, we were stapling stuff, just putting everything together, putting Velcro on it, just anything that would get it to stick together, basically. Yeah. And we were just slamming stuff down. We were, we had the needle and thread going. We were just self-sewing everything. And, oh, man, that thing was a piece of crap. It looked so bad when I was done. <laughs> and so the, the like actual armor plating that I did was made out of EVA foam. Okay. Well, just like foam floor mats. Oh, wow. Which is what a lot of cosplayers use. Um, Evil Ted on um, Instagram and on YouTube does tutorials about how to make um, fully EVA yeah. uh, like armors and helmets. And just people like that are incredible artists about what they do with the EVA foam. Yeah. But I didn't like how it looked for my armor specifically just because the way I'd cut it the way that it looked it just didn't look right yeah um so I scrapped the entire suit <laughs> I threw the whole thing away because I was like it looked so bad um I actually still have the undersuit for it I tried to dye it dark gray and it turned out purple oh um just I'm assuming just the fabric that they had used yeah. for the suit just didn't catch as well um, but I threw the whole suit away basically and I had to start over and so I asked my parents I wanted a flight suit like a nice um, military grade flight suit for my birthday it's all I really wanted um, just so I could keep this costume going because I, I loved it I, I really did want to be a Mandalorian mm -hmm. and um, I so I got my flight suit I enlisted my grandma's help again, and me and her <laughs> sewed up a nice vest, because the last one I made, we had literally stapled together um, the night before Halloween, and to get it off of me, I had to peel it apart and pull the staples off, and it was an ugly mess, um, so I had to do something different. Yeah. So we sewed up a new one, we went and got the fabric, um, I cut the plates out of a uh, quarter inch or half inch plastic mm -hmm. um we had actually taken the plastic from an old burger king play place that was getting taken down yeah so we took all of the big tubes we had them in my friend's backyard we were all like carrying them into his backyard <laughs> we ended up building a slide into his pool with it too oh, Lord. yeah we took so many pieces of that <laughs> burger king play place it was insane um so we still have a few left and that's what i used to kind of build an change the pieces that I don't like or do mm -hmm. like um, and I so I cut them all out I used a heat gun to shape them um, I have this uh, duct tape likeness of my body mm -hmm. that I made maybe a year back so that's what I use I just heat it I uh, heat the plastic with a heat gun yeah and then I can mold it to what my body actually looks like and without pressing it to my like skin or my shirt oh that's, that's awesome yeah because the heat gun gets hot yeah like it makes the plastic melt yeah like um, and you don't want like melted plastic all over your clothes you don't <laughs> yeah. want to end up it's it sucks I've, <laughs> I've touched it before and it's not good um, but yeah I've taken all of those pieces and I've brought it into something that is cohesive and looks like a Mandalorian a lot mm. better than my first one did. Um, and it's been a long process. I've been, my first, my first white and blue was probably four years ago. Um, I got started on it pretty much right after I got done with my Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted something new. I wanted something different. I wanted, um, something that seemed like scary and like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just... I need. I wanted to be a Mandalorian, and I guess the what got me into it was um, the books. Yeah. Um, there were the books, the Republic Commando series by Karen Travis. Um, there's four books. They're incredible. Um, they were the books that I... <laughs> they're really the only books I ever read in high school. They. I didn't read Old Man in the Sea. I didn't read... The Great Gatsby. I didn't read those books. I read <laughs> Star Wars because that's just what interested me. I, I couldn't I couldn't pick up those other books because it didn't interest me. Yeah. It was something that was cool and different, and it was action packed, and they were huge, and they kind of really went well with the Clone Wars series too. If you've ever watched those, yeah, um, those episodes are amazing, and it gives you a lot of perspective and insight into the minds of the clones as well as um, how they're trained and um, all of the pretty much all of the commando units in the clone army were brought up um, by Mandalorian trainers so they all had this kind of Mandalorian heritage um, that was deep-seated in their in their blood as well as um, just taught yeah and that's a big thing about Mandalorian culture too is they it's it's a lot of it is taught you don't have to be blood related to be a mandalorian yeah you don't have to be of the same heritage as everybody else to be a mandalorian yeah if you've been taught the culture and you understand the language then you're a mandalorian that's all it takes so do uh you uh brought up a couple of couple of interesting points that i see your uh, your i believe it might have been your grandmother yeah has she been a uh a supporter for you yes. since, since beginning. I always, uh, you know, that always, um, I always find that interesting, especially with, uh, especially with cradles and, and, you know, yeah. being, you know, you always want to have that, that parent figure or someone yeah. that, that, you know, sort of allows you to be you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those, it could have been easy for it to be like, no, I'm not helping you sew this, yeah. you know, what are you doing, you know, dressing up. But, uh, I mean, I think, you know, allowing that, that kid at that age to, uh, you know to really express you know him or herself uh i mean i think that's um awesome that your you know your grandmother was able yeah. to do something like that yeah and uh i know i know personally for me i know my my mom was one of those uh creative types you know i was always doing uh, me i was sort of based in more uh fun art and yeah. drawing and things like that and, yeah you know she would always help me make all these uh collage like fortresses like for my toys and stuff yeah. like that so you know just like stuff like that like you know having those parents be able to nurture you know your yeah. you know the things that you love yeah and uh so yeah i mean I, that 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 sort of i sort of rung you know resonated with me you yeah. know when you said your grandmother um you know helped you out um when you was younger especially yeah build up the costume um so do you do you find now you, you know you just talked about the mandalorians yeah uh being one of those that were you know they're as as far as their they teach that specific yeah. culture, do you? I, I know as a cosplayer, do you always find yourself going to uh, to an event like to a to a convention and seeing like other Mandalorians yeah. and, and just sort of like you know giving the nod like hey, yes. that's <laughs> it's my favorite thing to see other Mandalorians. And so this actually happened. We were at, um, oh man, we were at the the Last Jedi premiere. Uh -huh. Regardless of what you think about the movie. Um, <laughs> We were there, and it was me and my sister and my dad and a bunch of my friends. 
And of course, I was I was armored up. I had my friend wearing my Jedi costume. My other friend dressed up as Han Solo. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. And um, we were... <laughs> I ran out to, I think, get a drink or something before yeah. the movie started. And I ran into another guy. He had his helmet on. He was posing with some people taking pictures. <laughs> and we looked at each other and just kind of pointed. Like the old Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. where they like point at each other. And we just kind of pointed at each other. And like we became friends and we have talked online and it's just like the way that that community grows and like prospers is it doesn't make sense because it's so similar to how um karen travis writes it in the book is like yeah. it's it doesn't matter who you are or where you came from yeah all that matters is you're a mandalorian now yeah. you know that's all that really matters and so, like, an old Mandalorian proverb is, family is more than blood. Mm -hmm. And that's, I have that tattooed on my shoulder ah, back here. I like so, that. And I, it's just, it's how I live my life. My best friends are my brothers, yeah. you know? My, just, my family is growing all the time. Yeah. And I you're still tuned in this has been a new episode of the creative brew and once again um, I always got to give a, a quick PSA with panels they've been a, a great partner over the last year and really just allowing me to be able to um, share the journey with, with other creatives like Jacob and yeah like I said swing by um, they've got like I said got some actually got some great events coming up I've got a drink and draw uh, tomorrow which is Friday uh, if you're tuned in right now. Uh, it'll be a drink and draw where you know people come in, drink coffee, sketch, draw, uh, talk about comics, talk about movies. Uh, that's from five to eight uh, tomorrow. So if you're in the area, please come on by. And then the end of August, they'll actually have their second year uh, anniversary, and uh, so that'll be a great event. Have some live music, you know, food, you know, appearances, you know, people um, selling artwork, all kinds of stuff. So um, please check that out. That'll be at the end of the month. But today we do have Jacob here, and uh, yeah, like I said, cosplayer, and uh, yeah, we're talking about the Mandalorian culture. Like I said, this is going to be a geek fest. You know, a lot of times I tend to bring on more um, entrepreneurs and, and you know people on the on the business end somewhat, uh, as, as well as other creators. But yeah, this is a, I think this has been my first uh, almost a geek geek fest uh, <laughs> episode here. So we're talking about Mandalorian culture. This stuff I didn't even know about. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's always good to, to, to hear someone that's, that's passionate about, you know, the, uh, something they, they enjoy doing. And I think that's just, um, that, that's really it. You know, like I said, you live your life, uh, you know, you find creative pursuits and, you know, find the things that you enjoy doing. So, uh, so going back, uh, to, um, to your costume or just even how you build, cause I know the Mandalorian isn't the only one that you, that you do, but as far as your creative process, what's from beginning to end, how do you how do you go about that? Yeah, I guess um, to start, they um, there's a huge community of Mandalorians out there that are always willing to help you and always willing to build with you and teach you um, and show you what the steps are that you need to take. So for me, um, and that's on the Mandalorian Mercs uh, forums, and you there's just a wealth of information on those <laughs> forums like it's there's a lot but um, for me the way I start is I want to plan out what I want the armor to look like um, I want my color scheme I want um, 
typically I want to get my most expensive pieces first. That way I can just start throwing things together. Yeah. And like, so the first thing I got for this costume was the helmet. Yeah. Is the most expensive piece, and I knew it was going to be the most expensive piece. <laughs> so I saved up. I saved up. It's it's 150 bucks, but I got it when I was 13. So I was <laughs> saving for weeks and weeks and weeks. And um, so I finally got it, and it arrived in the mail, and it was perfect, and it was white, and it was pristine, and I didn't want to touch it. Um, I left it on my shelf for a while before I did any sort of trimming or cutting or painting at all just because I didn't I was so scared to mess it up and um, it comes as a kit so you have to you have to put the ear caps on you have to put the oh. range finder on you have to cut out the t-shape and put the visor in place so I mean you don't have to get it like that but that's the cheapest version because <laughs> I was 13 I didn't know yeah. what I I didn't have that kind of money to pay for somebody to install all that stuff and <laughs> I knew I knew I could do it I knew I could do it it would just take me a little while um, but when I finally opened that box, it really was a daunting task to have to cut this thing up, you know, and put it together and glue things where I didn't know if they were going to stick and work. And it's just, it's a process to start something and then keep it moving from there. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I plan out my colors. I plan out what armor plates I want, don't want color scheme where I want to go. Um, and so there's, a lot you can do with Mandalorians because they're so easily customizable. Mm -hmm. And that that was a big appeal for me yeah. because I loved the look of clone troopers. I thought they were amazing yeah. and I really wanted to build a clone, but the armor's expensive. Everything's expensive about a clone. <laughs> I don't have $1,500 laying around to build a clone. Oh. And there's not a lot of customizable options. You kind of, you are either like a white grunt or you're a character um, from the Clone Wars show or you can kind of pick and choose but it's mm -hmm. not as customizable friendly yeah. as the Mandalorians were because I looked at Mandalorians and there was all kinds of colors all kinds of like rate people had like um, the like Greedo masks mm -hmm. yeah. and they had their armor and I was like no way that's crazy <laughs> I didn't know you could do that or people have like the Twi'lek like the, the long tails yeah. on the heads and I was like no way I didn't know that was possible <laughs> and it's just like it's amazing how like you can come up with anything and it's pretty much all good to go Yeah, there's obviously there's parameters that you have to work around if you want to be part of um, the costuming group, the Mandalorian Mercs, but mm -hmm. if you don't, then do what you want. That's yeah. what me and my friends have been doing, and I, I respect those guys highly that do that um, costume group. I, I don't... Personally, I'm not ready to join them yet because I like how my kit looks, and <laughs> they probably wouldn't approve of it, which is fine. It is what it is. You so, know? so they got parameters to, to join their group? Yeah, so the the thing about it, they don't, they don't want to be... They don't want to be exclusive. I love those guys. They're awesome. What they do is insane. Yeah. Um, they're a Lucasfilm Disney associated group. Oh, wow. So they have the rights to do those costumes, yeah. go to cons. Um, they actually do a lot of charity work as well. Okay. So they'll raffle off helmets or they'll raffle off full sets of Stormtrooper armor, mm -hmm. stuff like that and raise money for charity for yeah. children's hospitals they'll go do hospital visits yeah. and um 
like I said, what they do is amazing. Yeah. I'm just not, my kid's not in a place uh, that's ready to join them <laughs> yeah. yet because it's specific and that's why all of their kits look incredible is wow. because they have this set perimeter and that they all have to follow. It's amazing. I love it. Unless you unless you make your own group. Yeah, unless you make your own. And there's there's to, there's pl plenty of groups like that out there. So like like I said my first my first armor plates were made out of EVA foam, yeah. just the floor mats that you can you those are super versatile. Um, there's they don't allow that type of material. Mm -hmm. The Mandalorian mercs don't allow that type of material to be used for armor plating. Yeah. Um, they'll make you, they'll have you do it again. Um, they'll say, use this material and just try it again. And <laughs> that's fine because they're, they're totally willing to help you every step of the way and oh, show well. you exactly what you need to do. And you can go to your local clan um, and they have armor parties where they, do, they take a day and they build armor. They all just hang out in the backyard and oh, great. they cut and trim and paint and it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's specific, but I, I love being a Mandalorian. I do. Yeah, I, I knew, I always knew the, uh, the I, I want to know, it's like, I, I mean, I'm a big Star Wars fan, yeah. but I'm not really as, obviously, nowhere near as ingrained in the community <laughs> as you are um but uh yeah I, I really didn't realize how how deep that was even with the just the mandalores i can't even imagine like yeah. the jedis and yeah. everybody else uh yeah i mean i know from what i've heard they they'll have little lightsaber battles around here yeah um so uh yeah i, I didn't realize just what the mandalorians how how you know ingrained that was yeah uh, that's, that's pretty interesting that's that's neat what's your favorite star wars movie and why um, my favorite Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back yeah. because Boba Fett is the first appearance of Boba Fett of any Mandalorian ever. Nobody knew who he was. He never took off his helmet. What yeah. did he do? Like, I, it does, it's crazy. Yeah. He, he looked menacing and scary, and I loved it. Um, and uh, that's my favorite. I, I love lightsabers. Um, that's my favorite uh, iteration of Luke's lightsaber, which changes from episode three all the way to the newest one, mm -hmm. where Ray is still using that lightsaber. But that's just the the way that that lightsaber looks in that movie is my my favorite version of that lightsaber for sure. Yeah. So what? Uh, so as far as uh, I, I know, you had talked about a uh, Phantom Phantom Men Menace as well. Yeah. Uh, did you like as far as Sith Lords? Did you like uh, Darth Maul? You Darth think, do, you, do you do you think Darth Vader was just the, the end all be all of Sith Lords. Darth Vader was. Darth Vader was great, and I think he's one of the most iconic characters for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think Darth Maul's story is amazing. I think it's super interesting, and to see him rise and fall in the same movie <laughs> was. <laughs> incredible and everyone was mad about that yeah i think that was that and jar jar binks have just about the same amount of uh anger behind it i guess when that movie was first released but um and i was only a kid when that movie first came out but it was incredible and um yeah i loved darth maul and the way that they they revived him yeah in the in the comics, they revived him, and then through the TV show, which mm -hmm. is still canon, and then in the newest solo movie, mm -hmm. that was, he was, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, he was there at the end, and everyone was like, 
oh my gosh, how did this happen? I can't believe he's still alive. And it's like, well, if you watched the show, if you read the comics, yeah. if you just, just an ounce more of, of uh, fandom than just the movies, which is fine, not everybody does that, but <laughs> it was... It was funny to see everyone's reaction, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's back. Well, yeah, he's been back. <laughs> so, I, I love Darth Maul as a character. His resiliency is incredible, and his power as a Sith Lord has been shown, and I think that, that that's, that's, yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites for sure. Um, okay, so Vader against Maul, who, who you have? Mm. Uh, all out, all out Sith Lord battle. Who do, who do you have? I think there's a video on this somewhere floating around <laughs> YouTube. Um, mm, I don't know, cause Vader's technique and his all around like power with the Force definitely beats Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, but I think it depends because the different iterations of Darth Maul hold different power for him. So. Um, when he was hell-bent on just getting revenge um, over Obi-Wan for cutting off his legs, that was one of his most powerful forms once he was transformed. And if you don't watch the show, um, he was rotting on a garbage planet, basically going crazy. Um, and his brother found him, and they gave him new legs, and they helped repair his mind. And his focus and intensity mm -hmm. is really what drives him, I think. Um, and I think Vader wavers yeah. sometimes. I think his strength is there and um, his power is there. He doesn't have the agility, I think, that Darth Maul would have. Oh, yeah. So I think it'd be easy for Darth Maul to kind of run around, run circles around <laughs> him, you know, just kind of tire him out. Maybe that would do it, but I don't know. I actually, yeah, I. That's a hard. That's a hard question to answer for sure. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, full strength Vader, full strength Darth Maul. Yeah. Who do you have? Yeah, that that's interesting. That's yeah, it's one of those. I know uh, Vader doesn't have a lot of mobility, but yeah, he's just so powerful with the Force. Yeah. I mean, he's just. I just look at you and just you know force choke you. Right. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we could probably Lord, we can probably go into more Star Wars stuff here. <laughs> Wait, what's uh, your favorite Star Wars movie then? Um, so I've got to go with uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, you know, I was. I don't want anyone to get mad at me. <laughs> I, you know, I, I actually did like you know when they rebooted it with the Force Awakens. Yeah. I thought that was a good start yeah. for the younger generation. I did too. But um, yeah, I've always been a fan of the old ones. Um, but um, Empire Strikes Back had to, had to be my yeah. my best one. I, I like that one. Yeah, that was uh yeah the 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 denouement there with uh, Darth Vader saying that's you know I'm your father. I think yeah. that I mean you can't even trump that. I no, mean it's just no nobody's ever done anything like that, and it's it's crazy to see it um, get reused. You know yeah. to see like <laughs> different people taking that concept and then using it, and it's like. That's amazing yeah. to see how it like inspired other filmmakers or oh, see yeah. how it inspired other just people in general yeah. to do certain things, you know? So yeah, all right. Well, we'll we'll go into um
creative tips. Okay. And this might be something maybe for aspiring cosplayers or, or anybody in our audience that, that's, you know, really just wanting to create anything. What's one creative tip that you could provide our audience? Whatever you do, whatever creative genre you feel like you fit into best, just keep going. Yeah. And um, I, I love Star Wars, and I love lightsabers, and I love building <laughs> armor, and I don't really plan on stopping, you know? Yeah. I, if you keep going with something, you'll eventually learn how to do it right and do it well. And I don't, I don't have anything else. I just, <laughs> just keep going. Don't yep. stop. Yep, I, I think that's all that needs to be said. I mean, I think there's a lot of people. Uh, I, I get a lot of messages with people. They'll have certain ideals or you know, just things that they're trying to get started on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's one of those where, you know, they'll be consistent with it with a good month, and then something happens and they right. stop, and then. You know, they may come back to it in a year's time. And, you know, this is one of those where you just, you have to, especially if, if it's something you love doing. Yeah. I mean, try to make the time. I think people don't value their time um, a lot. I mean, and, you know, it, especially if you're going to invest in things like that and building your own costumes or, you know, whatever, you know, you're, you're doing for, for my audience, uh, invest, the, invest the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, even if it's one hour out of the day, you yeah. know, Focus it on just, you know, creating the things that you're passionate about. Yeah. And uh, so, I, you know, I wholly, you know, believe that, that uh, you know, I think everybody's got uh, a unique gift and a u unique talent. And it's one of those to where I would want you to, you know, take that time out. It could be 30 minutes. It could be yeah. five minutes. Just yeah. invest it in, in yourself and right. something that you're passionate about. Yeah. What's your ideal creative life? You know, if it was a perfect, everything was taken care of what would you be doing in the in that 24 hours what would your your ideal creative life consist of i'd be building lightsabers and making armor i <laughs> i I, ha I like i said i do want to build a clone um that's a big goal for me is to oh, be wow. able to get um get those armor plates and get all the stuff that i need to do that um but it's costly and ideally i'd love to be able to sit down for 24 hours build a clone and just be done and like i i because dude they're crazy they're so cool um and i have tons of internet uh instagram friends that i've met over the years and um just the the style and the the swagger almost of having clone armor is just <laughs> insane and it's a set for so like the Mandalorians, I was talking about how they're so easily customizable. Yeah. With the clones, you have set parameters. You know what you're doing. It's pretty pretty simple for the most part. The mm. only thing is just acquiring all the pieces and all the moving parts. Um, but it's all there, and you just kind of have to take hold of it and do it. You yeah. know. So, ideally, I'd love to make a few lightsabers and then build a clone. That would be my ideal <laughs> creative life, I think. All right, that's awesome, hey. I, I, would, I would actually want to see you build that from, from scratch. That, yeah. that, would be, that would be crazy. Um, so yeah, what, so if people are wanting to reach out to you for you know, potential appearances, uh, anything, uh, you know, there's 
maybe an aspiring cosplayer, they want to get in touch with you and like, hey, how do I get started? Yeah. Or if you got someone that's wanting to be a Mandalorian, yeah, how can they get in contact with you? Um, contact with me. Uh, my Instagram is at Cutler Creations <laughs> with three underscores because two underscores was taken. Um, <laughs> so if you want to contact me, that's the best way. Um, if you are looking to build a Mandalorian, if you're looking to build a clone, look up those um, those costume groups. The 501st um, for clone and stormtrooper armor, the Rebel Legion for Jedi and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Mandalorian mercs for Mandalorians. They got the uh, uh, droid builders group, which they oh, build, wow. they build full-size R2 units that are fully remote controlled. And dude, those guys are insane. I couldn't even imagine doing something like that. Um, <laughs> The Saber Guild, check them out. They do full combat um, lightsaber dueling. Um, the Saber Legion, they do um, lightsaber dueling that's more similar to fencing where they wear full armor. Um, the Saber Guild does a lot of like choreographed stuff. Um, and it's awesome to see them. They all perform. They performed at Comic-Con this mm -hmm. year. They perform all over the place. Um, and they're incredible too. Look up those groups. Check your like local areas, cause there's there's a group somewhere for you. And nice. if there's not, you can make your own. And they're totally willing to open that up to new areas and new places. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, once again, this has been another great episode with Jacob, with me, and yeah. What was the, what was the quote again? What was the what was the one you have you got a what's the Mandalorian? Uh, family is more than blood. Yep. Family is more than blood. Hey, that's the way of life. So, um, yeah, this has been another great episode. And, hey, check out his Instagram. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. He's got a lot of great stuff going on. So, but once again, this has been another great episode of The Creative Brew. Be creative. Stay inspired. Thank you. Cool. <laughs>